Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to another broadcast of the Victim No More podcast. My name is Bobby Patterson, aka Bobby P. And you know, once again, I have a another another phenomenal individual that's going to be our guest here tonight. Uh, I know that you're going to be very familiar with her if you paid any attention to the Mind, Body, and Spirit event that we just had in Orlando. Uh, this is really going to bless you because she has a tremendous story. Um, and of course, uh, when you're on stage and you're going through that process, you're not able to really go into a lot of depth as far as your story is, is concerned, you know, typically, but tonight we're going to learn some things different. Uh, and we're going to get the story behind the story. Uh, but of course, before we go into that, I just want to give you a little video introduction as to whom we'll be speaking with this evening. My 60 pounds might be little to somebody who lost 100, but because I cannot get up and move some days, it's a big accomplishment for me. I had many moments where I did want to drive off a cliff or I wanted to go to an overpass and say, you know, what will happen if I just jump off? And that's the sad part of depression is that when you're in that state of mind, you truly are not yourself. I was rushed to the hospital. It feels like someone has knives stabbing me in my arms and my legs. I can't really speak. I can't drink from a straw. I can't hold a fork. I had to fight really hard to, to get out of that. I went out there in Houston and I didn't have a physical live ticket. I had a virtual ticket. So I was sitting out there in the, in the lobby, like outside. After everything was over, I was able to actually go on the stage. I said, one day I will be on the stage. And the way things happen, here I am. When I first started TLC, I weighed in at a total of 310 pounds. Now I am at 250 pounds. That is a total of 60 pounds weight loss. My name is Tiffany Booker and I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, and I have made a total life change. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce and, and maybe present to others none other than a 2021 Mind, Body, and Spirit Transformation Contest winner, Miss Tiffany Booker. 
Welcome, thank you, Tiffany. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. How thank are you, you today? I am amazing today. Anytime yes. I wake up and see another day, uh, you know, everything else I can master and conquer. So it's an amazing day. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, of course, we, we got to meet briefly in Orlando. Um, and, you know, listening to what you had told there on stage, I, I knew immediately, you know, you had a story that needed to be told on, on this particular platform. So, you know, thank you uh, very much for taking the time out to share this evening. Um, and I believe, you know, we need to know who Tiffany Booker is, you know, the, the story behind the story, because what a lot of people don't understand is that when you're going through the process as far as the transformation contest once they choose you first of all that's no easy feat because they literally go through hundreds maybe even uh, you know a few thousand stories to actually choose who they want up there on that stage and so there is something special about your story that stood out and going through that particular process you know, uh, there's just only so much we're, we're going to be able to reveal up there on that stage. But I knew that there was more to it. And when I heard that you uh, have multiple sclerosis, uh, I myself have multiple sclerosis. So I just knew, yeah, this was somebody that needed to be on the show. Um, I, I know we're going to get, you know, where I typically go as far as who was Tiffany before total life changes, but just briefly, just just talk to us about how it felt just being up there on that stage. Wow, um, still surreal. It was very surreal being up on that stage. I think it didn't hit me afterwards that it was going to be around the world <laughs> broadcast. <laughs> you know my story. I'm glad I didn't have that in my mental. Um, at that particular time, but it, it was surreal. It, it, it took a lot of courage because I share bits and pieces of my story. Um, and, you know, that was really the first time me actually hearing the, um, the video play because okay. I didn't, I didn't hear that. So as you played it right now, I was like, wow, I didn't get a chance to really hear the whole thing because the process, we talk about our stories and they put everything together. Um, and one of the biggest thing I wanted to make sure that we did get out there because we didn't talk about it as much is the mental illness. So when I got on stage, I was like, oh my God, I don't know where this is going to go, but it was so nice to see my uplines and team, like in the midst of the lights out there supporting me. Um, that felt amazing because I was about to do something that I never thought my entire life I was going to share with not only those in the room, but with the world. Right, right. And, and it doesn't really hit hit you that you're not only sharing in front of the people that are in front of you, which, by the way, when you're on stage, you can't see nothing, no way, because no. because of the lights. Right. But then the reality sets in, man, I am in front of the world bearing a piece of my soul. So yeah. I, I just want to just thank you for just being bold enough to do that, because it it takes it takes something to, to, to go through that process. And I know for sure you're not the same person coming off that stage as you were before you went on it. No. So I appreciate your boldness. I, I appreciate your willingness to be able to share your story because somebody they were blessed on that day. But I believe even more are gonna be blessed today because we're gonna we, we're gonna take an opportunity to really go just a little bit further. So we can really understand your journey, appreciate it more, so we could touch more people because we're we are proud life changers. We are proud to be a part of Total Life Changes. I, I thank God for uh the the company each and every day. I thank God for Mr. Jack Fallon for his vision and Mr. John Lacari and all of the corporate staff and the products. And yes. of course, we can't tell our story. Uh, without talking about the products, which I know that will come. Uh, but what I really liked about you when you came out there on stage and it really just stood out was your boldness, like the the the, the presentation that that blessed me. 
I almost added that part, just left, leave that part in there. But I was like, no, that feels a little bit too long. But anybody that has an opportunity, go to totallifechanges.com and just go check out just the, the, the whole presentation as far as Tiffany being presented as a mind, body, and spirit transformation contest winner. Uh, and I'm pretty sure we'll get back to that uh, a little bit later on. But what I want to do right now is kind of rewind the clock, kind of go back in time and give us a, a glimpse and, and some understanding about who Tiffany Booker was, you know, and maybe as a child, as a young woman, and, and then kind of bring us to, all right, how did you find out about total life changes? What was going on in life at that particular time? Oh, wow. Who was I way back then? Um, you know, I'm, I'm a, from Georgia, so grew up in a, a, a little small town. But in a small town, you know, I really faced a lot of adversity as a, a young child growing up. I had to grow up really, really fast. Um, and, you know, take care of myself and look out for myself um, because, you know, my mom worked all the time and to make sure she took care of us. And it mm -hmm. was a 14 age uh, year difference between me and my siblings. So, you know, as I'm growing up, you know, they're getting ready to get out the house and things of that nature. So I always just been one to just really focus on school and, you know, try to be a better person and, and try to do the things that I could. But, you know, healing from different traumas and understanding who I was mm -hmm. and who I was becoming was something that I, I, I battled with my whole entire life. Um. I didn't understand the different things as a, a child, but as I got into adolescence, I, I can look back now and see how I was in different situations or friendships not working, relationships not working, and me really battling depression really, really bad. Mm -hmm. um, I learned about depression in school. Um, and then as I got older, my, I, mean, I had my son, and that's where I really started the postpartum depression. And so I was a woman and young girl, always like trying to laugh and smile and try to push through and then say, okay, I don't know what this is. I'm just trying to get through it. And it just kind of continue and continue mm -hmm. and continue. And um, I think I submerged myself in work and other people and not really focus on myself. And so that was where I was at at a point when I really started and discovered total life changes. Um, I knew I was just really tired of the weight. I knew I was tired of, you know, going through the the depression. I knew I was tired of um, just not knowing who I was. And mm -hmm. so that's when I had seen um, on Instagram, actually, you know, they're going to have this event for this Total Life Changes, this, these products. And that's where I went and was able to see my sponsor and coach and learn about the amazing products. Okay. Okay. Now, going back as far as when, when you were younger, um, and of course, just go as far as you would like to go, but what was, what was an event or something or a series of events that occurred that kind of helped set the stage for what you eventually drifted into as far as the depression is concerned? Um, hmm. I don't think it's at one particular event. Um, you know, as I'm beginning to heal more, I think I'll go more into like details, details, but really in my household growing up, it wasn't the perfect type of, household um it was a lot of tension and stuff with like with my parents and things like that a lot okay. of things that transpired that we don't realize how we as an adult our decisions and our choices impact our kids yes um i could talk to my parents now in regards to some of the decisions and choices that they've made and we have a better relationship you know and i let them know you know you you only can do what you know and what you're taught um, but it was not a good environment. A um, lot of 
you know, violence and stuff like that. And I had to learn how to process that. And instead of communicating and talking about it, I really submerged myself in just like being that straight A student. Okay. And always finding something positive to think about, but at the same time, not really healing and mm-hmm. getting into relationships to where I don't know how to communicate because that's not what I seen. That's not what I right. what was taught. So that made me feel more depressed because it was like, I'm not doing it right. Um, I'm constantly arguing. I'm not making the right decisions. I'm, I'm not a good woman. I'm not a good mother. I'm not a good mm-hmm. wife. I'm not all these, these things. And that drives you into a whole nother level of depression. And a frame of mind uh, as well. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, not being able to communicate actually, unfortunately, is a negative form of communicating. And, you know, I could just imagine just watching your parents go through what they went through and then somehow in, in different ways, it, it literally affects the children. Um, as you was going into, you know, your young womanhood and then having these particular type of relationships, you know, was there an issue as far as maybe perhaps your health going into those particular years? Not that I could identify as far as, you know, health wise. Um, it did impact me because when I was 19, that's when I had my first stroke. Um, hmm. But when you're that young, you don't really understand and identify. So just the stress and the pressures and, and trying to be a perfect person for everybody else and not really knowing who Tiffany was. And not really loving myself enough to say, okay, you got to kind of put yourself first with some stuff. Um, but that was like the biggest thing is with the health, I think, looking back. So you, it's, it's interesting that you say at 19, I had my first stroke. That is a lot. That That is a lot. And as, as bad as, as that is what I find even more miraculous is that you recovered. You recovered. And and then we go into, you know, later on down the line, which I'm pretty sure you'll get to uh, another occurrence of that. But from 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 a health standpoint, it's interesting when we're young, we don't we don't tie stuff together because you don't know what you don't know. And, and, and when you, you, you just trying to survive and especially with what you had going on at home, uh, I can identify with that because I I came somewhat out of a a, a similar environment, um, where I, I, I seen some things and I was like, ah, uh, I knew something wasn't right. Just didn't know Mm -hmm. how to communicate it. And so on top of the things that, that had happened to me personally, it, it, it helped set a precedent that later on in years, it, it literally showed up in my health in one shape, form or another. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, you, you, you've had the stroke at 19. We're moving on. And what, what happens after that as far as the stroke? I had to really learn things over. You know, keep in mind, I mentioned I was always that straight A student. So everything came to me naturally. I put the effort in the work in. And at this point in time, it was like I had to learn how to count again. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't, you know, it didn't affect me as far as my walking and, and things like that. But that was the biggest thing. I remember I had went to work and I had to work on the computer. And I'm thinking, I'm okay. You know, when you're young, you just think, okay, you can just do everything. You're fine. You're going to bounce back fast. But I literally stood at the computer and I just couldn't, I didn't know what I was doing. I couldn't figure anything out. And that's what really prompted me to say, you know what? You need to really take care of yourself mm-hmm. and really figure out what's going on and, and really slow down. Um, because that's when I really was like, okay, you're stressed. Stress is going to either kill you or you're going to overcome this. 
Um, and so I had to kind of be patient with myself okay. and really start over from the basic. And, and that's the first time I was able to be kind of vulnerable and really get help and say, hey, I'm struggling with this. And by the grace of God, you know, I was able to work my way back up, but I never truly fully recovered completely from it. Mm -hmm. um, I noticed I would forget a lot of things. Um, so I was just kind of jot stuff down so I can kind of remember. And it just became part of my my routine and my lifestyle. It's just like anybody who, God forbid, was to lose a limb or something. You learn how to just function right. without having it. Wow. Wow. Well, what's amazing is that your your drive still it still allows you to live your life to the best of your ability, even with that going on. Because what I find interesting is how you said you had a stroke and then we kind of, it was almost like, as a matter of fact, it, because you've been, you, you've literally been fighting for so long. That was just part of, of unfortunately that of life at that particular point. And you knew you had to move on. So it's like an instinct, yeah, that that warrior instinct where you're like, you know what? I, I don't have all the answers, man, but I'm going to have to keep it moving. Yeah. So just to hear that part right there is incredible. I applaud you. Um, mm -hmm. And, of course, recognizing that you needed to get some help because, man, you sometimes you, you, you just don't know how much help you need until you find out you really need some help. 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 And. Uh, you know, it worked, it, it works different for, you know, for different people for myself. It took me a little, little while longer to get to a place where I said, you know what? I need some help. Um, dealing with the issues that I dealt with physically wise, physical wise, you know, after being diagnosed with MS, but what we're going to do is we're going to kind of go a little bit further down the road because unfortunately that was not your first stroke. That's not your first. You, you. There's another one that occurs later on. Yes. How, how, how did that happen? Basically, I was just really sitting down and I was doing the payroll for my my staff. So I wasn't having any symptoms. I was just doing the payroll for my staff, working on the computer. Um, because at this point, I was working in a hospital setting, and I already had a previous stroke, so I knew a lot of the symptoms. You know, I, I start slurring. Um, my face start drooping. I start, you know, saying, "Okay, something's not right." Um, and then I go to one hospital, and they're confirming, "Yeah, you are in the midst of the stroke." They don't have an MRI machine at this particular hospital, so they lights and sirens me to a hospital that's about 25, 30 minutes away. Wow. where I get rushed into the MRI machine so they can do a scan of my brain. At this point in time, while they're doing that, I have no function of my right hand. I can barely talk. Um, I'm on fall risk because I'm having issues while walking. Right. So everything just happened like really fast. And, Ooh. uh, I, at that point, I was just like, okay, am I going to make it? Because this was a lot worse than the first one. Okay. Okay. You know, so the first you one. You recognize that this this was, this was one was different. This one was different for real. Th this one was really, really different, and it really scared me. Now, kind of go back with my first one. I got myself to the hospital, you know, and okay. my heart rate was beating so fast, you know, they thought I was having a heart attack as well. So, but with this one right here, it was like, I was delusional. It, it was a whole lot going on. So I needed somebody to help get me to where I needed to go. So I, so it, it scared me. I, I just was like, okay, maybe this is it. Maybe I'm not going to be able to be around long for my kids. Um, at this point I had, my daughter was probably about four months at the time when this happened, my new baby girl. So I was like, am I not going to be able to hold her anymore? I mean, or, or see her, it, it was, mm -hmm. it was very stressful. I, I can imagine. I can imagine. And going through the process of now is, is very apparent that you're having a stroke. Take us through after, I guess, the initial incident with this stroke. 
where where were you health wise as far as this stroke was concerned and it, it, did it have the same effect as the first one or was this one different as well as far as the after effects um well one i was already overweight so i was already not as fit as i was with my first stroke um i was already having some other you know, symptoms as far as not being able to kind of get up and move um, prior to the stroke happening. Um, but I just thought it was because I was working a lot of hours and, you know, I'm sitting down behind my desk and, you know, when you go get up to, you know, stand up, okay, I am getting older. You know, it was things like that, that I was just put off to me just working a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, being very fatigued. Um, so with the fatigue, I was drinking more Red Bulls and, you know, all these other energy drinks because I'm trying to get enough energy right. to, to keep going because hence, this is before I found out about my MS and, mm-hmm. you know, with a lot of people with MS fatigue is a, a, a huge exactly. symptom. Yes. So I was just like, okay, well, you know, maybe I'm just popping these back with coffee. And I mean, my whole body was just taking in a lot of caffeine because I was just trying to get through the you day. Trying to survive. I was trying to survive pretty much. Mm, 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 mm. And I, I I know what that feels like before I started having my symptoms. MS wasn't even on the radar for me. That I, it, it just it, me it, it wasn't even a thought. And uh, when I really started going into as far as some of the symptoms that I had experienced before my diagnosis, you know, I, I had went to uh my you know primary care physician to have my yearly checkup and nothing out of the ordinary was actually discovered other than the usual talk bobby you need to lose some weight because you're you're really you know getting out of hand and of course at that time i didn't want to hear that like a lot of us it's like all right I, i i get to it i deal with it feeling like i had a whole lot of time not understanding that there was another issue that was waiting for me right around the corner. Now, kind of take us to where you're now in the midst of this second stroke. And then I don't want to say by accident, but it's almost, almost a blessing that you had this stroke because what, what was discovered during the process of getting treated and, and, and actually going through the process of finding out about this stroke. So basically while I'm going through this, um, the MRI revealed that I had lesions on my brain and, um, anybody who knows MS, you know, lesions you can have on your brain or your spine or your spine. Um, so, the doctor pretty much came in and said, you know, we know we're tackling this right here at hand. And keep in mind, I, I can't hold a fork, can't drink from a straw, I can't do a lot of stuff. So I'm, I'm having the physical therapist, uh, speech therapist, all these people come in and try to work on me to get gain back this stuff. And then here I am, I have this doctor coming in and saying that it's possible I have MS. Like how you mentioned, I had no idea. You know, you hear MS. But I was still like, what? Like, what, what are you trying to say? I, right. At this point, I'm thinking, if I'm about to die, what's going on? Don't tell me nothing else is wrong. Um, but I've heard so many bad stories mm-hmm. about people with MS to where I was like, oh, my God, like, I don't have much time because that was just from the stories I've heard. Right. Right. So when the doctor had said that and, and I have to say, you know, the facility I was at and the doctors, you know, they got me over to a great neurologist who did more detailed tests and worked with me to get me to other specialists, you know, so we can, mm-hmm. got to get referred to different, you know, doctors and things like that. Exactly. Um, but they, they were on it and, you know, they're pretty much are like, you know, everybody has different symptoms. Um, and at that point is I started joining different MS groups because okay. I still didn't understand. I was like, what is this? So I, I joined different MS uh, Facebook groups, hearing different people's stories. 
and say, oh, my God, I had those symptoms for so long and didn't even realize it. Oh, my goodness. I was dealing with this and didn't realize it. Now I understand why I have these little mood swings (laughs) and stuff like that. And and (laughs) people not liking me and, and not really realizing it. So as I started to educate myself and really accept, okay, this is something that you have. Like, you know, like I mentioned, I pushed through a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff I think that would have killed people or broke people, I, I've pushed through it. So I said, right. this is just some, another thing I'm going to have to push through. But the important thing that I always told myself in anything I do in life is educate myself on whatever it is I'm going through. Right. So as I start learning more about it, I started learning ways to overcome it. Mm-hmm. I knew stress made my symptoms a lot worse. Yes. A lot worse. <laughs> to the point... Yeah, to the point where you're like, I, I don't want to be here no more with this because it's it. I mean, it it, it get a it bit much. And I, I don't know about you, but for me, my tolerance level shrinked tremendously. And I it, it just got to the point I was like, okay, I, I I got to unplug from everything and everybody or else. That yeah. that's where it went, you know, for me at, at one time until I got educated. I got you know, and we'll talk about the, the route that, that, you know, we took, but it is crazy learning about that because the only thing I really knew about multiple sclerosis at, at the time when I was diagnosed, the only thing fresh on my mind was Richard Pryor. That was, that was yep. my reference point because it hadn't been that long before he had passed away and he had MS. So that was, that was my reference point. And you know, I was thinking, I was like, man, am I going to die from this? Yeah, that was that was the real conversation that I was having in my head. And it happened for quite some time until I really got educated. And ultimately, you have to make a decision on taking control of your life. And yep. so what, what I want to go to now is, OK, now you have discovered you have multiple sclerosis. You're starting to have some 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 issues for real. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know of all the symptoms that you had, and and what people need to understand is that uh, everybody's multiple sclerosis diagnosis is not the same. Yeah, you may have some similar symptoms, but all of us are not going to have the exact same thing. And as Tiffany had pointed out, you're either going to have lesions on the brain, on the spine. And sometimes in certain oh. cases, you can have them on both. Oh, yep. So, uh, and I know for me, mine has been on the brain and I've dealt with cognitive issues. Uh, there have been times when I haven't been able to talk. Yep. Part of the reason all this, I know because I'm not this good. I know the most high got his hand on me and even on this podcast Yes, is because Believe it or not, at once upon a time, Tiffany, I would not be able to do what I'm doing with you right now. I know that you're doing things right now that under normal circumstances and under normal protocols, you wouldn't be able to do either. And just just dealing with the MS alone. Take us through some some of the struggles that you had once it became very, very apparent and very real, okay, I have MS. Because there's a period where you kind of be in denial and it mm-hmm. depends on how long you're going to stay there. It's yeah. going to depend on when you start getting to some real healing. So how, how long did that process take for you? Ooh, a few years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, uh, honestly, a few years because I, I, was, I was in denial. Um, after I found out about the diagnosis, tried to go back to work and having those issues of not being able to get up and walk, um, the numbness of my face, mm-hmm. uh, the extreme fatigue, the mood swings, um, people thinking I'm, I'm, I'm flaking or because I'm like, I'm tired and I can't really go out and, and, and do this. You know, mm-hmm. it starts affecting you, not just yourself, but your, your family. You know, and then keep in mind, I battling depression, too. So that kind of took it to a whole nother level. Um, And I I was in denial. I was like, why do I have this? Like, why am I in constant pain? 
you know, saying why, why was I selected to keep going through stuff in life? Keep mm-hmm. in mind, everything wasn't roses and, and the flowers, you know, right. throughout life. So I'm like, okay, I know I'm strong. I know I overcome a lot of stuff, but I was really tired. Mm-hmm. I was really tired. Like, I mean, even right now, you know, it, it feels like someone's stabbing me in my arms and my legs, mm-hmm. you know? And so over the time, my symptoms have progressively gotten worse. I'm still dealing with them. But from the initial beginning, it was really not being able to get up and walk. And right. and just really losing friends and the relationship with family because they just didn't understand. They didn't know. And I didn't really talk about it. Because I don't right. want nobody to feel sorry for me. There I didn't want go. nobody to judge me. I didn't want anybody to say, okay, well, let me baby you with this. Or she's just complaining again, you know, get over it. I always, um, now when I have conversations with people, I say, you just never know when someone's, when they're going through, Mm -hmm. they are going to change because they're trying to learn how to live life with this new diagnosis. Yep. And you have to be open. Like I I was trying to teach my friends and, and unfortunately I'm not friends with a lot of people now because you know, I, I said my peace is very important. I said stress amplifies my symptoms. It is. And if you are unable to understand that, then I have to make sure I'm around long enough for my kids. Right. Like they're they looking at me, no matter how old they get, I have to make sure I'm around for them. So if you disturb my peace or you cause me to be more stressed and then it caused me not to be able to function, you know, I, I kind of mentioned I, I never want and anybody to have their their child help them to the restroom or help them out the vehicle. You know, I got to a point and I have episodes sometimes where my kids had to help me with that. Mm-hmm. And people just really don't understand. And that does something to your mental. Yep, it does. You know, so I, I just have to, I say, I have to talk about it and I have to educate people as much as I, I know. And mm-hmm. I have to keep learning about what this is. It's not an easy diagnosis. You know, unfortunately, like other um, illnesses or autoimmune diseases, it takes a process for you to get diagnosed and for people to really understand. People would think, oh, okay, it's all in your head. You're just making this up. Yeah. And then you can't see. I mean, blacking out, like I had an episode where I blacked out. Yeah. That was scary. There, there's so much that could happen. Yeah. Uh, as far as MS is concerned. Uh, so now we are in the midst. We are fully, fully submerged in, in this MS world as a reality, as much as we tried to fight it. And then there's always a point. I don't know about you, but for me, I got to a place where I was tired of me. I, I, I said, okay, hold on. I understand that I have MS, but MS cannot have me Me. because I I started thinking down the road and I literally, I'll never forget. It was mother's day weekend of 2013 where I really, I I had a real man in the mirror moment where I said, you know what? I'm not going to live my life like this anymore. And so I started trying to find solutions. You know, I I started asking questions. I started at least attempting to to make a change. What when was that point for you, and, and what happened? I think really the point was when my sister got sick, and um, it really hit me when she passed away. Okay. Because she really she fought uh, for the months that she was alive, and at that point I had given up. I said I. You know, I'm not finna fight through this. I'm tired. Like, I'm just so tired of the pain. And I was letting it take control over me. And I said, no, it's more to life. It's more that I need to do. I need to change. And I knew it started with, it needed to start with my mind. Mm -hmm. You know, our mind is very powerful. Whatever we put our mind and our thought to. And I was more focused on the pain instead of being focused on the blessings and the things that I have. So when I start switching that around and saying, you know what, it's okay. 
you're still alive. You can see today. It's okay. Right. Your face is not known. You know, your face is known, but you know, you can still smile. You can still use this. So I start looking at the positive of things, and that's what switched and changed everything. That's what started making me feel a lot better overall, dealing with my MS and then conquering, you know, the depression and, and conquering everything. I just changed my mindset. I started meditating more. I started being more in tune and finding who is Tiffany is. And I start right. loving myself more and stop blaming myself because then I would go back and blame myself and say, well, you did this wrong or this is the karma coming back on you because you did this. And I say, you know what? Everything I go through is for someone else. So as I'm going through this, I have to be strong. I have to fight it. I have to conquer it because somebody's going to come across my path, whether it's my kids looking at me or just someone I meet on the street or even, you know, from the event, being a blessing and sharing the story and say, it don't matter what your face, you can overcome it. And mm -hmm. so I just keep that same mindset as I push forward. Well, it's, 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 it's literally a transition from being a victim to victorious that's mm -hmm. that's basically it. and as a matter of fact tracy swift put that as a, a comment yep. but you we we literally had to make that transition like okay time out i because i got so sick of me mm -hmm. you know I, I i i didn't have time to worry about if i had support uh i didn't have time to worry about well this person should be doing that and helping me with this and helping me with that because I've helped them. All that became very irrelevant. Yep. This was all about what are you going to do? Yep. Okay. Because unless you make a decision, everybody else going to make decisions for you. For you. And their decisions are the literal influence on your life. So when are you going to take the responsibility of your own self? And yep. that, that moment was, was very very crucial for me i know that's crucial for you what i want to do now is kind of transition and what what event or events that actually led you into this 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 wonderful i as as mr jack fallon would call it this wonderful energy called total life changes what just walk us through that um so basically um as i kind of mentioned i was actually my son was graduating for AIT. And so I had no idea what total life changes was. I didn't know what no Nutriverse was. Um, I didn't even, you know, TLC, I didn't know none of this, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was able to see something on IG saying an event. And when I went to the event, they were, you know, going over the products, allowing us to have samples of it. Mm -hmm. And when I had the Nutriverse and the NRG, I was like, oh my goodness, like, here I am already battling fatigue. So it kind of gave me some energy. Right. So I was like, wow, like, this is amazing. Like, I got on the product and then it really started helping me lose weight. I had, I was that one who the doctor was giving prescription medicine to try to lose weight. So I was okay. on all type of medication and that was making me more depressed and I wasn't losing one pound. Uh, as I mentioned on the stage, I'm the one who really literally ate 10 salads and could not lose a pound. So when it allowed me to start losing weight, I started feeling better. Mm -hmm. But then I wasn't still mentally there. But I start tapping into more of the meditating. Um, I start tapping into more stories, you know, with total mm -hmm. life changes and really understanding what they're mission and you know who was the owners you know and, and really showing that they really care and the positive thoughts and just being grateful you know grateful is our mindset that's my favorite <laughs> core yeah. you know and then I start looking at life and saying I'm so grateful for this and it's been on ever since it, it's been amazing this is what 2019 when I, I first joined mm -hmm. but really took it serious um last year and, you know, COVID hit as well. Right. Um, when COVID hit, I'm, I'm, I'm in the ER looking at patients that come in okay. And next thing I know, they're gone. And it made me value life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, mm -hmm. I had mentioned I was that one that I had, to, you know, I was sleeping in my car or staying away from the house because I didn't want to bring it home to my kids. To, to the family. And it, it makes you just view things differently. 
And I just tapped in more to TLC. I said, you know, I have a product. I'm taking, you know, a lot more of the products now. And I'm seeing how it's changing other people's lives and it's changing my life. And, you know, when your heart starts getting into it, that's when, you know, you're at home. So mm -hmm. that's where I'm at right now. All right. Now, what I want to do is verbally actually say this as far as this broadcast is concerned. And just like any other broadcast, we do not make any claims about mitigating or curing any diseases as far as these products are concerned. All we're doing is sharing our own experiences as we actually take the products ourselves. So I just yeah. wanted to make that clear because I have it on the screen. But as a podcast, folks are going to be listening to this audibly as well. So I want to make sure that disclaimer was put out there. But uh, just just a little bit more detail as far as the products that you're using right now and, and how are they helping you? Okay. Um, the products that I use, I use the Nutriverse Plus. Okay. Um, I started off with the regular Nutriverse, but the Nutriverse Plus I love because it has the CoQ10, okay. which is great for like your brain and, and cell and your heart. Mm -hmm. So I incorporate that because it makes me feel a lot better. Um, the NRG which is our energy pills, of course, because I battle fatigue. It helps give me that little extra pickup with the energy. Mm -hmm. um, but it also has that 5-HTP, which sends yeah. those happy signals to your brain. Mm -hmm. So as I mentioned, and like you said, we don't mitigate any health plays, but because I battle depression, the NRG actually makes me feel great. You know, I'm not as down and sad. And I can tell if I haven't taken it, because then I'm like, okay, wait a minute, let me go pop my NRG. Uh, yeah. but I, I love that. And also our detox teas. Um, those are my top three. Okay. Um, I do take stem sense, uh, when the company came out with that, cause that's great. Um, especially for someone who's battling any autoimmune, like, you know, the MS, right. it has a lot of benefits, mm -hmm. um, for that. Um, I think those are mostly it. I mean, I do everything, fight, you name it. I try, you know, we got to be products of the products. I, I want to try the product so I know how it affects my body so I can tell my story right. and, um, and, you know, utilize our business partners as far as what they take. But that's pretty much what I consume. Well, you, you've done a, a, an amazing job as far as uh, the consumption is concerned. And you've done so well that, well, I don't want to get a number away. I'll let you say it again. How much have you released, dropped, got rid of, killed at this particular point as far as the pounds are concerned? Well, now it was 60. Now I'm at 65 pounds down. Oh, girl. So so we got we got it. We got I gotta claim all my pounds. So 65 pounds down. I'm very proud of myself. Uh thank you. Um, but I, you know, I'm still on this journey. Right. Um, and, you know, I share my journey and process. Every day it's not easy. Uh, mm -hmm. There's days I can't get up and work out and, and walk um, or right. I'm just too tired. But whenever I can get it in, as long as I'm not gaining weight and I'm not yeah. moving in the other direction, um, I'm good. But I'm proud of that 65 pounds. So, now, you know, anybody out there should be proud of any oh, weight. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A absolutely. Now, you, 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 you talked about being in the emergency room, just tell us what is your occupation? Now I'm a full-time entrepreneur. Okay. Um, so I do, uh, you know, TLC, but I'm also, you know, I, I do taxes, tax preparation. So okay. that's pretty much where my occupation is right now. Okay. But prior to that, I was in corporate America for over 20 years. Okay. Um, eight of those years I spent in the healthcare world. Mm -hmm. So I was more on the business side um, in, in the healthcare. Okay. So with that being said, I experienced a lot during the pandemic during, during that time. Well, we appreciate you being on the front lines. Um, I know that, that there are those that needed to have uh, the, the experience of being around someone that is kind that actually cared about them because like you said, some of the folks didn't make it. So yeah. if you were the last person that they saw, they were blessed. So we, we want to thank you for your dedication and your service. Um, just serving on the front lines that way. Thank now you. let's get back to Orlando. 
because Orlando, it, it, it I, I know you, you don't have to tell me it has changed you. It has. You can't be the same person coming off that stage as you were when you went on. Um, I often refer to it as there's a, it's like a transition that happens. Uh, because when you're chosen as a transformation contest winner, there is a, I, I would like to refer to it as somewhat of a responsibility to carry on, first of all, your own journey, yeah. uh, which we should all be doing anyway as life changers. Uh, but there, there are more eyes on you when you go through that experience because folks are saying, okay, that's who I, 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 I want to model after. That, that's who I, I want to connect with, first of all, because they, they're connecting the win. Yeah. And that is it puts you in a position to basically be a corporate ambassador, if you will. Yeah. So being a transformation contest winner is is very, very important. How how has things changed? And I know it's, it's only been a little while. Yeah. Uh, but I noticed the changes like within the first few minutes, once I came off stage, my phone yeah. was hot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. From that particular point, how, how has things uh, changed? You know, maybe on the home front, business-wise, uh, social media-wise, because I know just being on this platform, th that is going to give you even more visibility, uh, and it, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing, but it is also uh, a responsibility. As a matter of fact, I remember watching John Lacari on a um, leadership Zoom. And he said, with exposure comes responsibility. I would never forget that. As simple as that sounds, that is very, very real. So what, what, what's going on now with Tiffany that maybe perhaps wasn't going on before you stepped on that stage? Wow. I didn't realize how much I impacted people by telling my story. Um, so as soon as I walked off the stage, it hit me. Um, I was so honored to have so many people come up to me and just tell me how much I blessed them. I always wanted to be a blessing to other people. Um, I always wanted God to use me in a way that he wanted to use me. And I always knew that whatever I was going through in life, it was for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so for people to come up to me, it wasn't to hear the congratulations. It was that I helped them through something and they're going to keep going because of one thing or maybe a few things I said. Um, I had people in tears. I had old staff members who, I, who follow me on social media that have messaged me and text me and, and said how much I motivated them as their leader and their boss, but even more as they watched my journey and me mm -hmm. sharing different things with them and that they wanted to give up but they're going to keep going because I shared some stuff that they had no idea about. Mm. Um, it definitely changed me. I feel like it's more that I have to do. Yeah. I, I love TLC, but I feel like I need to definitely share my story more. Mm -hmm. um, the support of my family is amazing. Um, the encouragement for them to look at me and say, we see such a, a difference. And keep in mind, you know, it's, it's my family that was there as I was going through learning who Tiffany was again, right. going through all the different trials. And so for them to support me and encourage me and I'm like, okay, are you guys ready for this journey? And they, they're all on board for it because I, I know there's more that I need to do as long as I, I let God lead me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, from one transformation contest winner to another uh congratulations again thank you and as you've alluded to the work has just begun uh and here's what people need to understand we don't we don't go through our journeys just so we get up on that stage it just so happened that there was an opportunity for us to tell our story in front of the world and this was just part of our process um I, I I remember some of the people, uh, you know, I was just observing after you got off the stage shortly thereafter. And I was like, yep, here we go. Life is not going to be the same from this point on. 
<laughs> so yeah, I, I I wanted to make sure I didn't take up too much of your time and we, we had an opportunity to talk. But uh I know there's gonna be opportunities in the future as to which we'll partner up because yeah. uh this is an opportunity to to not only just um I, I don't want to limit this process to just taking the products. Yeah. Because TLC, believe it or not, is much bigger than that. It is. Um, it is a total mind, body, and spirit mm-hmm. experience. And for a lot of us, we need that trifecta. We really need those three places to, to really uh, not only get into, but stretch ourselves out in. Yeah. Um, and, I, I love it because it provides that environment for us to, first of all, be ourselves. Yeah. It provides the environment for us to grow and and learn and in the process, just become better people. Um, and I don't know about you, but I, I haven't been exposed to a company that really touched on all three areas at the same time. Yeah. So the product's going to do what they're going to do as long as you're consistent. I mean, we ain't really got no, we don't have no debate as far as the products are. Yeah. Yeah. Folks, when they try to debate me, I just pull out my phone. Okay. Here it is. Now what? <laughs> you used to be exactly. that. Dude. Okay. But it's, mu- it's much more to that. And when you go through that, ex- that, that experience of coming off that stage, it just hits you like, man, this is huge. Yeah. Huge because you begin to understand the impact that you're having on other people's lives. And so as we close, what advice, what encouragement would you like to give to someone who, you know, they may or may not be in TLC, but if they're in TLC, because we got folk that when they first come into the business, they may not quite understand the, 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 the real deal as far as my body and spirit is concerned. They're just beginning their journey. They're just beginning to take their products. And so we live in such a microwave society as to which we expect results. You take a product tonight, tomorrow night, you want to be skinny. That's not how none of that works. But what encouragement could you give to someone who, who is beginning their journey? One thing I have to say, be patient with yourself and trust the process. Mm-hmm. Um, this organization, like you mentioned, is, is amazing because it does encompass that mind, body, and spirit. You can lose weight, hit your goal, mm-hmm. but if you're not mentally there, if your spirit's not there, mm-hmm. it, it's really not a transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with this company, they they really want you to transform and be complete, like a whole, a full transformation. So don't compare yourself to the next person. You know. My somebody can lose three pounds and that's a big win for them. Somebody might lose exactly. 100 pounds. That's a big win for them. Trust your own journey and your process. But really discover who you want to be, where you are right now and who you want to be. And just keep pushing forward. Know that it's not going to be easy. You're going to have some roadblocks. You're going to have some obstacles. But you just got to keep pushing forward. As long as you become a better person than you were the previous day or even 10 minutes ago, mm-hmm. then you're on the right journey and you're on the right path. And I, I think that might be one of the best things to say, because sometimes we tend to want to compare ourselves to other instead of just trusting our own journey. Whew. You said a whole lot. <laughs> I mean, a whole lot. Well, you know, you made some points where we can literally make separate videos on each and every point. And it is, it, it is amazing. I appreciate what you just said thank you we we are at the end of this podcast but of course not the end of this connection so i i just want to thank you immensely for taking your time out to share with us this evening i'm pretty sure there's there's people that that not only were blessed on the live but also to this replay folks are going to be blessed by this and so i appreciate your transparency i appreciate you going through your process I appreciate you saying yes, because you could have very well said no. And we hear no a lot, Um, but you made the decision. And so that is uh, just absolutely incredible. 
And here's the deal. We're not done. This is this is just actually part of the journey. So yeah. I am looking forward to, you know, connecting more with you uh, because we got work to do. Exactly. We, exactly. we got work to do. You know, winning the contest, it does not end there. No, <laughs> there's more work to be done. And I'm excited about it. I'm ready to touch some more lives and and just encourage the people and just let them know. No, man, yeah. you can't give up. You can yeah. make it. You know, the most high didn't make no junk. He didn't waste nope. his time when he made you. We nope. have to get you to your assignment, baby. This is exactly. what this is about. You know, exactly. we, we get to touch some people in, in your unique way, period. Yeah. Now, what I usually do at the end of, a, of the podcast, I will run a, you know, the, the package that I do at the beginning to start it. What I'm going to do a little bit different today is that I'm actually going to show some pictures of some some of your journey and okay. sort of like a celebration. And then we're going to end with that same video that we started with, because I just think that 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 was that was just amazing. I appreciate you. you. I honor you. And I know we'll be talking soon. And as a matter of fact, don't disconnect. After the package get through running, um, we're going to talk a little bit more. OK, but let me just thank you. I want to thank you for inviting me on your platform. Um, I want to thank you just for your transformation and you saying yes. Um, and, and I appreciate you. And I know there's no mistakes when you cross paths with, with people. And I know we're going to be able to help change so many lives. And so thank you so much for everything that you do. Um, you say, you know, the times you couldn't speak. So thank you so much for this podcast. And I, I hope somebody caught that part of, of your story. And I'm excited for what's to come. Me too. Me too. All right. Hey, everyone. Thank you for taking in and enjoying and, and participating in another The Victim No More podcast. Of course, we have an, another amazing guest that's going to be on next week. But please make sure you share uh, this podcast, whether you're on live or whether you actually watch it on replay. Please, 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 please share this podcast. It is growing. Um, there are some exciting things that's going to happen here in the future. And no, I am not privy to speak on it right now. So there's no use in me, you trying to inbox me and I'm going to tell it because I am not. But trust and believe uh, there's some big things that's going to be happening uh, as we move a little bit further down the road with the Victor No More podcast. And as I end uh, a lot of my lives, I'm going to end it with this before we go into this video package. I love each and every one of you, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. You all be blessed. Take care. I'll see you again next week. because I cannot get up and move some days, it's a big accomplishment for me. I had many moments where I did want to drive off of a cliff or I wanted to go to an overpass and say, you know, what, what happened if I just jump off? And that's the sad part of depression is that when you're in that state of mind, you truly are not yourself. I was rushed to the hospital. It feels like someone has knives stabbing me in my arms and my legs. I can't really speak. I can't from a straw, I can't hold a fork. I had to fight really hard to, to get out of that. 
I went out there in Houston and I didn't have a physical live ticket. I had a virtual ticket. So I was sitting out there in the, in the lobby, like outside. After everything was over, I was able to actually go on the stage. I said, one day I will be on the stage. And the way things happen, here I am. When I first started TLC, I weighed in at a total of 310 pounds. Now, I am at 250 pounds. That is a total of 60 pounds weight loss. My name is Tiffany Booker and I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, and I have made a total life change.